Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello. I'm glad you're here because we're going to talk about a general topic today, not just talking about only hijackles, although this will apply to hijackles. This will help you know how to respond to people you find difficult, difficult in the moment or difficult in the long term, but are not full-blown hijackles. So we need some different skills and different skill levels. So today, that's what I want to share with you on Save Your Sanity. I want you to know that you need these for the people who are just sometimes annoying or often annoying, but they are not shaming, blaming, guilting, and doing all the things to put you down, tear you down, and wear you down that hijackals do. So stay tuned. This is valuable stuff. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackals, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insights, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. So people who are difficult are not always hijackals. Sometimes even weird, the idea of somebody's idea of difficult people. You know, we can be annoying. We can be having an off day. We can say something that's off. And other people do that to us too. So how do we learn to deal with that, with equanimity, with grace, with keeping our cool? How do we do that? Because if we can learn to do that with people who are frequently or sometimes difficult, we can use those same skills plus a whole lot more to deal with the hijackals in life, the relentlessly difficult, toxic people. So I want to share some things with you today that will help you generally deal with difficult people. And these are things that come from the inside of you out. I hope they're who you want to be in these circumstances and how you want to be. And I hope this provides some inspiration for you. You can always find more at my website, Transforming Relationship. Okay, so let's face it, for a minute or two, every little while, every one of us is someone's idea of a difficult person. I think that's pretty much a given. However, there are folks who make a lifestyle of being difficult. At least that's the way it seems to us and maybe to a few other people in our home or our office or our church or any other organization in the community. A difficult person, that's a person whose behavior causes you a problem. It could be, as I said, a boss, a co-worker, a client, a customer, a friend, a sibling, a parent, a, oh, a pastor, a banker, anybody. And it's unlikely that you will be able to change that person's behavior. However, here's the good part. You are in entirely able to wisely manage your part of the interaction with them. 
And that's your most effective strategy in dealing with difficult people. That's where you'll find your internal power in those situations. So before you can tackle these difficult people, it's pretty much essential that you have your own act together. Yeah, tough call, right? So is there any tiny chance that your actions or words or behaviors actually contribute to the other person being difficult? Ever had a morning like this? You're short on sleep. You're running a little late. You ran out of coffee. You almost missed your ride. You forgot your briefcase and your lunch. And you get to work just in time to make it to a very important meeting. And then, just to make matters worse, the only available chair is next to the person you least like. And as you slip into it as unobtrusively as possible... He or she leans over and says sarcastically and none too quietly, nice you could make it. Is he or she being a difficult person? Perhaps, but especially if you could have predicted his remark, then you know they are. The challenge comes when you draw your next breath. What do you say or do? So if you have the presence of mind to ignore the sarcasm and respond with a genuine thank you, you're not going to have much trouble with anyone. But if, however, your blood pressure rises, your hands get clammy, and you begin to sputter, that person got you. And if jerk is the only thing you can mutter, then that person got the effect they were looking for. So first, when you think you're dealing with a difficult person, look in the mirror. How are you behaving in this situation? Collect yourself. Decide on your behavior strategy. Decide who you are and how you want to respond. And practice staying in control of yourself. And it'll make it much more likely for you to stay in control of the situation. Yes, some folks are bullies. Hijackles are bullies. They bombard you with aggression and they make cutting remarks and they get angry when things are not going their way or to their liking. And then some folks are whiners and complainers. They seldom take action to change anything, but they prefer to find fault and complain. And then there are some that stay silent and uncommunicative. And often they seem to have vocabularies of kind of one-syllable responses. Yep, no, mm mm-mm. And then there are these ones who agree with everything you say and they express their willingness to be supportive. However, they seldom follow through. And often those are rightly labeled passive-aggressive. And then there are others who are simply constant wet blankets. Nothing will ever work. Everything is impossible. Expect the worst because it's likely that will happen. That's the way they go through life. And then there are some that simply know everything or think they do. And they're condescending and imposing and pompous and arrogant and dismissive. And their mission in life seems to be to make you feel like a fool. And then others can't make a decision And even if they could, they won't. And they wait for decisions to be made for them. And often these are the perfectionists in life. 
So these are categories that Robert Branson created in his book, Coping with Difficult People, and I just put them in other words. So do they sound familiar? Sure, very few people are constantly difficult, except the hijackles at home, especially if they want something from you. However, there are some basic strategies, and I want to help you with these that will help you confront the difficult people, not so much confront them as confront their difficult behaviors. So number one is keep a level head and do your best to acknowledge the underlying feelings and thoughts and then think of your desired result. So I'm going to use a work example here. A customer is yelling at you about a missing order or report or something you're supposed to have. What do you do? Well, here's a suggestion. Take a breath and say, I can understand that this has created a difficulty for you and I would very much like to find a way to resolve it for you as quickly as possible. Of course, this may be a translation of what you're really thinking because you're thinking you're being abusive, loud and unreasonable and I want you to go away. But no matter... You have spoken about your feelings and acknowledge the customers as well when you say, I can understand that this has created a difficulty for you and I would very much like to find a way to resolve it for you as quickly as possible. And even if that sentence is a wise translation of, listen, you have no right to yell at me, no one pays me enough to be yelled at, you will have shown both your maturity and your willingness to provide customer service and to hear the other person's feelings and thoughts and needs. So it's not the conversation in your head that you're concerned with when you deal with difficult people. It's the actual words that come out of your mouth. Even in your relationships at home, you're well aware of what pushes people's buttons and what appeases them. So a good rule to keep in mind is before doing or saying anything to anyone when something is offensive or difficult or mean or nasty or sarcastic, just take a minute, take a breath, and imagine the result you want from the conversation and say only things that take you in that direction. Got it? Take a deep breath and as you let it out, before you say anything to anyone, just imagine the result you want from the conversation and only say things that take you in that direction. Okay, that's a big one. Underlying the, the underlying feelings, acknowledging them, and thinking of that desired result and acting in that direction. Okay, here's another big thing to think about. You need to use language well. Another phrase that allows you to glide out of situations, sounds good, right? Glide out of situations that could escalate is this one. It's a big one. Costs you nothing to say this. Just quietly say, you could be right. Why waste energy arguing with somebody who's a know-it-all? They're simply looking for confirmation of their brilliance. Confirmation that their perfect worldview is absolutely right on and their authority is unquestioned. So unless it's a matter of life and breath for your job or your relationship or your situation, consider genuinely saying you could be right. It costs you nothing. It appeases the other person. Your blood pressure remains low. 
And there is a possibility at some nanosecond and in some planet somewhere that they are right, right? <laughs> so if you happen to think that this is less than honest, it isn't. Because that possibility does exist that the other person is correct. No matter how remote, it's still a possibility. So there's another thing, another kind of rule to have in mind. Maintain your sense of self and center by acknowledging others and avoiding the energy drain, the energy leak of jumping into something with them. If you simply say, eh, you could be right, all of a sudden, the energy goes down. The energy evaporates. And that gives you an opportunity to have a better conversation. So another thought. What if you were flexible enough to allow for differences? Because everybody doesn't think as you do. Well, that's no surprise. Everybody doesn't think as I do either. So take the time and ask good questions. And listen to the other person without any judgment. Most people... You have, I have, most people have compelling reasons for their beliefs and their behaviors, and they're entitled to them. So be sure that you haven't become inflexible and intolerant, because tension will do that to people. And in the name of efficiency, folks seem to forget that they're talking to other folks who have lives and feelings. You've noticed that, right? So be sure that you put people first. Give pressure a name. You can start your remarks with saying, I know that I'm feeling pressured, and maybe you are too. Now, that gives an escape hatch for someone if they're not too happy with what they just said. And it allows for us both to be in the same boat. And when you can say that, you know, I know I'm feeling pressured, maybe you are too, then ask how you can best manage the situation together and then listen for their answer. Zig Ziglar, great speaker. I really enjoyed having lunch with him one day. And he reminded us and he said, when we're more concerned with helping people get what they want, our wants are more likely to be met. So if we can take a breath and listen before we jump in, Things are going to go a little better, and particularly with difficult people, because one of the things about difficult people, again, I'm not talking about hijackals, difficult people, is that they're, they're longing to be seen and heard and known, acknowledged, appreciated, and accepted, just like every single one of us is. And if we can be conscious enough, wise enough, and make a good choice to acknowledge their feelings and their wants and needs, and let them know that we know that, things get better. So take a deep breath and exhale slowly before answering anyone when you feel tense. That will keep you from being the difficult person. And imagine the result you want from the interaction five minutes from now. What might feel good at the moment to spurt out may cause you untold weeks of rebuilding. So think about where do I want to be with this conversation five minutes from now and go toward that result and therefore choose your words and actions wisely. Now here's a big thought. 
you know, we're 100% responsible for teaching people how to treat us, but we have to be willing to teach people how to treat us. So when you can't sidestep a difficult person, practice communicating your boundaries clearly. If you feel your pulse getting faster, speak up about yourself. You know, in my book, Kaizen for Couples, I give that dynamite way of responding to people called the personal power, eh, can't even say my own title, the personal weather report. And if you haven't read Kaizen for Couples, know that it applies to every couple, you and your mom, you and your boss, you and your sibling, and you and your partner. So make that weather report, that personal weather report, best thing to do. And with a little expert turn, you can acknowledge the other person and set your boundaries at the same time. So you might end up saying something like, I think I can help you get what you want. Will you help me do that by maybe reviewing the facts or stepping back and creating some space around this or maybe speaking quietly so that we can get our needs out and figure out a solution? So there are folks that you might work with or live with or whatever you do with them, they'll persistently push your buttons and they may be unaware that maybe they don't have the greatest social skills. Or maybe they just might be downright miserable by nature. But they may only have a sense of power in their lives when they're pushing other people around. So who knows? I mean, you would know who you're thinking of better than I could ever suggest. But the reason they're doing what they're doing is less important than how you manage their effect on you. And this is where boundary setting becomes so very important. Ask the other person if you can sit down and have a chat when everything is calm. Whoops, gulp. Did you just gulp? (laughs) Yes, actually plan to spend a little time with them. And then use the personal weather report. Don't talk about them. Talk about you. I feel this way. I want to feel respected. I want to find a solution. Talk about yourself and what's going on within you. You know, be assertive. And if you've listened to other episodes in this podcast, you'll know that my definition of assertiveness is to know you have the right to take up space and draw breath. And therefore, you have the right to be assertive, which is to say what you think, feel, need and want as long as you do not mention any other human by name or pronoun. Only speak about yourself. That's the difficult part. But it's important to have boundaries. Talk about what's important to you. Talk about what you'd prefer. Talk about how you'd like to feel. But don't talk about them in any way. Don't refer to them at all. And then ask for their cooperation. Yep, that can be the difficult part. It's like asking for a sale, right? Most people balk right there. But you have to take this to its logical conclusion. Ask them if they're willing to honor and respect your boundary. Ask them if they heard and are willing to respect your needs. Show them that you are willing to respect theirs. But if they're not willing to respect yours, then be prepared to tell them what your next step will be. 
Be willing to tell them what the consequence of not doing it will be for you and explain how you'd prefer to handle the situation. Now, if the problem is a boss or a supervisor, things change slightly because before you're requesting your little heart-to-heart conversation, you need to do your homework. You need to have specific examples of interactions that upset you and use them as examples of times when you were unable to do your work efficiently and productively and demonstrate the benefits to them of their changing their behavior around you or if you're going to the boss or supervisor to talk about someone else that you've already spoken to and no change has occurred. Big caveat, speak to the person you're having difficulties with at work first. Use the personal weather report. Explain to them what's going on within you, what would make it better, and ask if they are willing to make an agreement with you. But if after you've done that, you've given it ample time and maybe two or three interactions, and you do up-level it to go to speak to someone like a boss or a supervisor, be sure that you're going along to say, these are the things I've tried, and it would be possible for me to be more effective if I could be in an environment that was respectful and honest and, you know, whatever it is that you want. And then maybe they will understand better how that would make for more productivity and unity. So a good thing to think about if it happens to be happening at work. So does that sound like something you could do? I sure hope so. Because there are huge benefits uh, in the workplace, the same as at home, for uh, dealing with the frustration and fear and tension that can happen on a daily basis. So another kind of rule to have in your mind is ask for what you need and want clearly and be willing to hear yes or no and make a plan based on the answer. So you've got to teach people how to treat you by speaking up. Speak up in a respectful way that is using the personal weather report. If you don't know what that is, go to Amazon, download Kaizen for Couples, K-A-I-Z-E-N for Couples. Read chapters five and six first. There's tons of good stuff in there for you for every relationship in your life. But read chapters five and six first on the personal weather report and get really good at that. So the last thing I want to talk to you about today is knowing your own bottom line. This is again emphasizing what I said at the beginning of today's episode is you need to know who you are and how you want to be in the world. And then these are skills to use for being that. So you need to know your own bottom line. And if you want more about this, individual things like boundary setting and so many things, go over to my YouTube channel. It's called For Relationship Help, F-O-R Relationship H-E-L-P. Go over there. I've got over 350 videos. Do a search. Find what will help you. YouTube.com slash for F-O-R Relationship Help H-E-L-P so much support there for you and it will help you because it'll help you practice in your mind what to do. So here's the last one. Know your own bottom line. Everything in life has a cost. So you need to know your own bottom line. Think of your life as one whole 
peace, if you will. And if you find practical ways of managing relationships with difficult folks, then you will not be irritable and short with the people you love and the people you care about and the people who are not being difficult. So if you don't, the price can be really high and that will affect your bottom line. So I've talked about this before. You need to know when to hold and know when to fold. Now, whether we're talking about an occasionally difficult person, a frequently difficult person, or a full-out, relentlessly difficult person, a hijackal, you do need to know when to hold and you know when to fold. But first of all, you do your own work and you find out, are you doing the best you you can? Do you have boundaries? Do you know your values? Do you know how to speak up? Do you need better communication skills, better conflict management skills? Do you need to understand how hijackals behave? I've got lots of information on that. Go and download my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal, if you're wondering if the person who seems difficult is really a full-blown hijackal. Just go to... Um, transformingrelationship.com. Click on hijackles in the navigation bar. It's all there for you. So you need to know when to hold and you need to know when to fold because you know what's wise then. And sometimes you simply have to communicate your bottom line and be willing to pay the price it demands. You know, you may have to be put out the boundary. If this cannot change, then these things cannot happen. Or if the things don't change, I will walk away from this. Or if things don't change, I will do whatever. But you need to know clearly what it is that is your bottom line. Maybe you say, if we can't find a way to talk about things equitably, I will have to um, leave the relationship. Or maybe if you're at work and you say if the sniping and the gossiping and the stealing and slurring and trashing and yelling continues, you may be fired. You may be the boss and you may have to call someone on their difficult behavior. So know your own bottom line and stay in the black. You don't want to get into the red. You know, you need to stay in the black. You need to stay where the currency continues to be equitable. So you have choice when you're confronted by somebody's difficult behavior. Remember, always remember this, there's a person under that behavior and that person is wanting to be understood. And that person may be very fearful and that person may, no matter how superior and arrogant they look, they may be lacking in self-esteem. So if you can be the bigger person, I know sometimes you hate having to be that because it's unfair, not just, but if you can be the bigger person and overlook their overt behavior, what you're actually seeing and hearing, and dig a little deeper, you may find someone who simply needs much reassurance that they're okay. And I know sometimes you don't have the time or energy or willingness to do this, but only you can decide. Now, in the case of hijackals, whole different matter. Yes, they have all kinds of underlying issues, but they are not yours to take care of because you can't. You have to take care of you. So big caveat there. The things I'm saying today will help you with difficult people generally, will only help 
with them will not be the strategies you need to deal with a hijackal. A person who ex- is expressing narcissistic or sociopathic, psychopathic, histrionic, borderline uh, traits. You need all the skills that I talk about in other episodes and uh, on the YouTube channel all over the place. So get those skills if you're with a hijackal. Like I said earlier, if you don't know, get my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal. Just go to my website, transformingrelationship.com. And then look at the hijackals tab. So you're not powerless. You're not powerless in the face of difficult behavior. You need to choose your action. And you'll feel better. And you can feel more powerful. And you will begin to step up and express boundaries, clarify boundaries. Know what the consequences of those boundaries not being honored are. And you can often sort things out because you will take up space and know that you are important. And you'll feel better and things will change. And that's the result you want. And if they don't change, that will give you information about that person who may have slipped over into the hijackal category. I hope this helps. I hope it gives you some insights. It makes you feel more powerful. There are things you can do. I've given you several today, including look at the patterns of difficult behavior, acknowledge the underlying feelings the person is putting out there, mention your desired result, try and figure out their desired result, use language well, be flexible and allow for differences. And lastly, two big things. Be willing to teach people how to treat you and know your own bottom line. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. There are all kinds of tips for you at transformingrelationship.com. If you want to know more about hijackals while you're at the website and on the hijackals tab, look at my course, Seeing the Cycles, How to See That Manipulative Toxic Behavior for What It Is. I hope that I will see you here next time and that you treat yourself very well because you matter. Take good care. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.